Today is the 16th of August, 2019. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have some quiet time and some devotion and a regular rhythm of worship together. If you're joining us for the first time, let me explain that each episode follows a really simple pattern of prayer, scripture and music. So having explained how it all works, let's start today's leg of Walking the Way with our opening prayer. So let's pray, shall we? Father, today we recall your faithfulness. Lord, thank you that you walk with us every day, that you are with us in each moment. Thank you that your promises are true, and your goodness never fails us. In this moment we come to you and we lay our lives before you. May we worship and adore you with every fibre of our being. May everything within us cry, Holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And so today, Lord, we join with all those who worship and confess you as Lord from generations past and present, and with all the angels that sing in heaven, of your greatness and your beauty. Amen. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's Bible readings, we read more about King Jehoshaphat. And in the Gospel of Matthew, Peter acknowledges Jesus as the Messiah. But we'll see you on the other side.
Let's ask God to speak to us through the Scriptures this morning. Father, we ask that you would prepare our hearts as we read Scripture today. Open our hearts and minds to the mystery and truths that are hidden in its words. And may we discover a clarity of understanding within these Scriptures that was hidden from us before. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And for the final time this week, our Bible readings are taken from the Good News Translation, and we're beginning with 2 Chronicles 19 and 20. King Jehoshaphat of Judah returned safely to his palace in Jerusalem. A prophet, Jehu, son of Hanani, came to meet the king and said to him, Do you think it is right to help those who are wicked, and to take the side of those who hate the Lord? What you have done has brought the Lord's anger on you. But even so, there is some good in you. You have removed all the symbols of the goddess Asherah which the people worshipped, and you have tried to follow God's will. Even though King Jehoshaphat lived in Jerusalem, he travelled regularly among the people, from Beersheba in the south to the edge of the hill country of Ephraim in the north, in order to call the people back to the Lord, the God of their ancestors. He appointed judges in each of the fortified cities of Judah and instructed them, Be careful in pronouncing judgment. You are not acting on human authority, but on the authority of the Lord. And he is with you when you pass sentence. Honor the Lord and act carefully, because the Lord our God does not tolerate fraud or partiality or the taking of bribes. In Jerusalem, Jehoshaphat appointed Levites, priests, and some of the leading citizens as judges in cases involving the violation of the law of the Lord or legal disputes between inhabitants of the city. He gave them the following instructions. You must perform your duties in reverence for the Lord, faithfully obeying Him in everything you do. Whenever your fellow citizens from any of the cities bring before you a case of homicide or any other violation of the law or commandment, you must instruct them carefully how to conduct themselves during the trial, so that do not become guilty of sinning against the Lord. Unless you do, you and your fellow citizens will feel the force of the Lord's anger. But if you do your duty, you will not be guilty. Amariah the high priest will have final authority in all religious cases, and Zebediah, son of Ishmael, governor of Judah, will have final authority in all civil cases. The Levites have the responsibility of seeing that the decisions of the courts are carried out. Be courageous and carry out these instructions. And may the Lord be on the side of right. Sometime later, the armies of Moab and Ammon, together with the allies, the Meonites, invaded Judah. Some messengers came and announced to King Jehoshaphat, A large army from Edom has come from the other side of the Dead Sea to attack you. They have already taken Hazazon Tamar. This is another name for Engedi. Jehoshaphat was frightened and prayed to the Lord for guidance. Then he gave orders for a fast to be observed throughout the country. From every city of Judah, people hurried to Jerusalem to ask the Lord for guidance. And they and the people of Jerusalem gathered in the new courtyard of the temple. King Jehoshaphat went and stood before them and prayed aloud, O Lord God of our ancestors, you rule in heaven over all the nations of the earth. You are powerful and mighty, and no one can oppose you. You are our God. When your people moved into the land, you drove out the people who were living here and gave the land to the descendants of Abraham, your friend, to be theirs forever. They have lived here and have built a temple to honor you, 
knowing that if any disaster struck them to punish them, a war, an epidemic, or a famine, then they could come and stand in front of this temple where you are worshipped. They could pray to you in their trouble, and you could hear them and rescue them. Now the people of Ammon, Moab, and Edom have attacked us. When our ancestors came out of Egypt, you did not allow them to enter these lands. So our ancestors went around them and did not destroy them. This is how they repay us. They come to drive us out of the land that you gave us. You are our God. Punish them, for we are helpless in the face of this large army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but we look to you for help. All the men of Judah, with their wives and children, were standing there at the temple. The Spirit of the Lord came upon a Levite who was present in the crowd. His name was Jehaziel, son of Zechariah. He was a member of the clan of Asaph, and was descended from Asaph through Mataniah, Jael, and Benaiah. Jehaziel said, Your Majesty and all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, the Lord says that you must not be discouraged or be afraid to face this large army. The battle depends on God, not on you. Attack them tomorrow as they come up at the pass of Ziz. You will meet them at the end of the valley that leads to the wild country near Jeriel. You will not have to fight this battle. Just take up your positions and wait. You will see the Lord give you victory. People of Judah and Jerusalem, do not hesitate or be afraid. Go out to battle and the Lord will be with you. Then King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face touching the ground, and all the people bowed with him and worshipped the Lord. The members of the Levite clans of Koath and Korah stood up and with a loud shout praised the Lord, the God of Israel. Early the next morning, the people went out to the wild country near Tekoa. As they were starting out, Jehoshaphat addressed them with these words, People of Judah and Jerusalem, put your trust in the Lord your God, and you will stand your ground. Believe what his prophets tell you, and you will succeed. After consulting with the people, the king ordered some musicians to put on the robes. They wore sacred ceremonies and to march ahead of the army, singing, Praise the Lord, his love is eternal. When they began to sing, the Lord threw the invading armies into panic. The Ammonites and the Moabites attacked the Edomite army and completely destroyed it. And then they turned on each other in savage fighting. When the Judean army reached a tower that was in the desert, they looked toward the enemy and saw that they were all lying on the ground dead. No one had escaped. Jehoshaphat and his troops moved in to take the loot, and they found many cattle, supplies, clothing, and other valuable objects. They spent three days gathering the loot, but there was so much that they could not take everything. On the fourth day they assembled in Baraka Valley and praised the Lord for all he had done. This is why the valley is called Baraka. Jehoshaphat led his troops back to Jerusalem in triumph because the Lord had defeated their enemies. When they reached the city, they marched to the temple to the music of harps and trumpets. Every nation that heard how the Lord had defeated Israel's enemies were terrified. So Jehoshaphat ruled in peace, and God gave him security on every side. Jehoshaphat became king of Judah at the age of 35 and had ruled in Jerusalem for twenty-five years. His mother was Azubah, the daughter of Shili. Like his father Asim before him, he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. But the pagan places of worship were not destroyed. The people still did not turn wholeheartedly to the worship of the God of their ancestors. 
everything else that Jehoshaphat did from the beginning of his reign to its end, is recorded in the history of Jehu son of Hanani, which is part of the history of the kings of Israel. At one time, King Jehoshaphat of Judah made an alliance with King Ahaziah of Israel, who did many wicked things. At the port of Ezion Geba, they built ocean-going ships. But Eliezer, son of Dodavahu from the town of Marishah, warned Jehoshaphat, Because you have made an alliance with Ahaziah, the Lord will destroy what you have built. And the ships were wrecked and never sailed. 2 Kings 1 After the death of King Ahab of Israel, the country of Moab rebelled against Israel. King Ahaziah of Israel fell off the balcony on the roof of his palace in Samaria and was seriously injured. So he sent some messengers to consult Baalzebub, the god of the Philistine city of Ekron, in order to find out whether or not he would recover. But an angel of the Lord commanded Elijah, the prophet from Tishbe, to go and meet the messengers of King Ahaziah and ask them, Why are you going to consult Baalzebub, the god of Ekron? Is it because you think there is no god in Israel? Tell the king, the Lord says, you will not recover from your injuries, you will die. Elijah did as the Lord commanded, and the messengers returned to the king. Why have you come back, they asked. They answered, We were met by a man who told us to come back and tell you that the Lord says to you, Why are you sending messengers to consult Baalzebub, the god of Ekron? Is it because you think there is no god of Israel? You will not recover from your injuries, you will die. What did the man look like? the king asked. He was wearing a cloak made of animal skins tied with a leather belt, they answered. It's Elijah, the king exclaimed. He then sent an army with fifty men to get Elijah. The officer found him sitting on a hill and said to him, Man of God, the king orders you to come down. If I am a man of God, Elijah answered, may fire come down from heaven and kill you and your men. At once fire came down and killed the officer and his men. The king sent another officer with fifty men who went up and said to Elijah, Man of God, the king orders you to come down at once. If I am a man of God, Elijah answered, may fire come down from heaven and kill you and your men. At once the fire of God came down and killed the officer and his men. Once more the king sent an officer with fifty men. He went up the hill, fell on his knees in front of Elijah and pleaded, Man of God, be merciful to me and my men, spare our lives. The two other officers and their men were killed by fire from heaven, but please be merciful to me. The angel of the Lord said to Elijah, Go down with him and don't be afraid. So Elijah went with the officer to the king and said, This is what the Lord says. Because you sent messengers to consult Baalzebub, the god of Ekron, as if there were no god in Israel to consult, you will not get well, you will die. Ahaziah died, as the Lord said through Elijah. Ahaziah had no sons, but his brother Joram succeeded him as king in the second year of the reign of Jehoram, son of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah. Everything else that King Ahaziah did is recorded in the history of the kings of Israel. Matthew 16 Some Pharisees and Sadducees who came to Jesus wanted to trap him, so they asked him to perform a miracle for them, to show that God approved of him. But Jesus answered, When the sun is setting, you say, we're going to have fine weather because the sky is red. And early in the morning, you say, it's going to rain because the sky is red and dark. You can predict the weather by looking at the sky, 
but you cannot interpret the signs concerning these times. How evil and godless are the people of this day. You ask me for a miracle? No. The only miracle you'll be given is the miracle of Jonah. So he left them and went away. When the disciples crossed over to the other side of the lake, they forgot to take bread. Jesus said to them, Take care. Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They started discussing amongst themselves, He says this because we didn't bring any bread. Jesus knew what they were saying, so he asked them, Why are you discussing among yourselves by not having any bread? What little faith you have. Don't you understand yet? Don't you remember when I broke five loaves for the five thousand men? How many baskets did you fill? And what about the seven loaves for the four thousand men? How many baskets did you fill? How is it that you don't understand that I'm not talking to you about bread? Guard yourselves from the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Then the disciples understood that he was not warning them to guard themselves from the yeast used in bread, but from the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Jesus went to the territory near the town of Caesarea Philippi, where he said to his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? Some say John the Baptist, they answered. Others say Elijah, while others say Jeremiah or some other prophet. What about you, he asked them. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Good for you, Simon, son of John, answered Jesus. For this truth did not come to you from any human being, but was given to you directly by my Father in heaven. And so I tell you, Peter, you are a rock, and on this rock foundation I will build my church, and not even death will be able to overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. What you prohibit on earth will be prohibited in heaven, and what you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Then Jesus ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. From that time on, Jesus began to say plainly to his disciples, I must go to Jerusalem and suffer much from the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law. I will be put to death, but three days later I will be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. God forbid it, Lord, he said, that must never happen to you. Jesus turned round and said to Peter, Get away from me, Satan. You are an obstacle in my way because those thoughts of yours don't come from God but from human nature. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you want to come with me, you must forget yourself, carry your cross and follow me. For if you want to save your own life, you will lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, you will find it. Will you gain anything if you win the whole world but will lose your life? Of course not. There is nothing you can give to regain your life. For the Son of Man is about to come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each one according to his deeds. I assure you that there are some here who will not die until they have seen the Son of Man come as King. Ecclesiastes 7 A good reputation is better than expensive perfume, and the day you die is better than the day you were born. It's better to go home where there is a morning than one where there is a party, because the living should always remind themselves that death is waiting for us all. Sorrow is better than laughter. It may sadden your face, but it sharpens your understanding. 
Someone who is always thinking about happiness is a fool. A wise person thinks about death. It's better to have wise people reprimand you than to have stupid people sing your praises. When a fool laughs, it's like thorns crackling in a fire. It doesn't mean a thing. You may be wise, but if you cheat someone, you are acting like a fool. If you take a bribe, you ruin your character. The end of something is better than its beginning. Patience is better than pride. Keep your temper under control. It is foolish to harbor a grudge. Never ask, Oh, why were things so much better in the old days? It's not an intelligent question. Everyone who lives ought to be wise. It is as good as receiving an inheritance and will give you as much security as money can. Wisdom keeps you safe. This is the advantage of knowledge. Think about what God has done. How can anyone straighten out what God has made crooked? When things are going well for you, be glad, and when trouble comes, just remember, God sends both happiness and trouble. You never know what is going to happen next. My life has been useless, but in it I have seen everything. Some good people may die while others live on, even though they are evil. So don't be too good or too wise. Why kill yourself? But don't be too wicked or too foolish either. Why die before you have to? Avoid both extremes. If you have reverence for God, you will be successful anyway. Wisdom does more for a person than ten rulers can do for a city. There is no one on earth who does what is right all the time and never makes a mistake. Never pay attention to everything people say. You may hear your servant insulting you, and you yourself know that you've insulted other people many times. I used my wisdom to test all of this. I was determined to be wise, but it was beyond me. How can anyone discover what life means? It's too deep for us, too hard to understand. But I devoted myself to knowledge and study. I was determined to find wisdom and the answers to my question, and to learn how wicked and foolish stupidity is. I found something more bitter than death, the woman who is like a trap. The love she offers you will catch you like a net, and her arms around you will hold you like a chain. A man who pleases God can get away, but she will catch the sinner. Yes, said the philosopher. I found this out little by little while I was looking for the answers. I have looked for other answers, but have found none. I found one man in a thousand that I could respect, but not one woman. This is all that I have learnt. God made us plain and simple, but we have made ourselves very complicated. We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And then after the music, we'll say our prayers for the day and the time of the year.
Before we say our prayers for the day and the time of the year, just a reminder that if you'd like us to pray for you, then drop us a line through the usual channels. Check out the show notes through the contact details, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and email. The links are there. If you just click the link, they'll take you to wherever you need to go. But let's pray, shall we? Bless us day, O Lord. Protect and guide us. Lead us in your ways of righteousness. Even as the weekend approaches, Lord, prepare our minds and thoughts for work today. Comfort our minds and take away all worries, because you are the great provider and you never fail us. We come to you with open hearts, O Lord. Search us and remove anything that is not of you, that is not pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And our prayer for the time of the year. I bring to you my fear, and lay it at your feet, Lord. I bring to you my pain, and lay it at your feet. I bring to you my anxiety, and lay it at your feet. I bring to you my weakness, and lay it at your feet. I bring to you my desire, and lay it at your feet. I bring to you my unbelief, and lay it at your feet. And with empty hands, outstretched, I ask for living water to fill my life. Sustaining, cleansing, calming, reviving, healing. Amen. And we say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And Lord, forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. You've been listening to Walking the Way. All the details for today's episode can be found in the show notes, including the scripture passages and credits for all the prayers. If you want to partner with Walking the Way, please head to www.givesendgo.com forward slash walking the way. And for more information, head to rayborrett.co.uk or you can find me on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. You can also listen to us on TuneIn and YouTube. And if you're in the States, radio.com. My name is Ray. And so until next time, I'll be here waiting as we continue walking the way.